hello and welcome back to Big Fish Little Pod. Today, I just wanted to reflect on Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She passed away recently, and I thought because she was someone in the news and and on the feeds and and everywhere I look that that I had a pretty good feel for who she was. And she was pretty straightforward, pretty sincere, pretty open about what mattered to her and what she thought was important. And she threw that energy out there. And even as this little tiny woman became a, a, a focal point of, of many, many wonderful causes. And so I thought that was her. But one of the things that has touched me is that in hearing the stories that came after she died um, and people fleshing out who she is, who she was, came out the stories of her relationship with Anthony Scalia, Justice Scalia. And they were polar opposites in so many ways. She was very, very progressive. He was very, very conservative and outspoken as she was about what she believed. And they voted very clearly along their lines of understanding, both passionately defending what they believed. And yet, they weren't just colleagues on the court. They became friends. They went out together as individuals and as couples. They enjoyed life together. They enjoyed a lot needling one another in love. And I just wanted to talk about that and share that. that. It's not some profound thing, but in this day and age, it seems to be missing. Everything we think, everything we do has somehow become divisive. And Ginsburg and Scalia had those thoughts, those beliefs, and, and they shared them passionately and threw their whole lives into the defense of what they believed. But with each other, they found love. They didn't agree. They didn't come to resolutions. But they noticed in each other some other part of humanity that they loved and enjoyed. And I wish that in my conversations with people that I disagree with, that it, it didn't deteriorate into defensiveness and attacks and hate. I don't know why, I don't know what they had that allowed them to seek that common 
uniqueness that they shared so that they could enjoy one another even when they passionately disagreed with one another. Because I think the majority of people I know wish that this was the case in their lives, that they could disagree with people theologically, politically, but still have a positive relationship with them. So let's see if we can figure out how to do that. Yeah, so I guess what I'm thinking as you describe their friendship is the people in my life who I disagree with politically and how it seems to have gotten to the point where every time I see something that they post or I hear them talking, I just can't even believe it. Like, I'm in shock. And I think that is the biggest thing. Mm. Like, it seems like these two justices were able to model for us people who disagreed, but also understood each other as people. Yes. And I think what happens to me is I disagree with some of the people in my life. Yeah. And I actually can't even comprehend that they believe what they believe. Like, it's not like I just I just disagree with them. It's like, I think they must be crazy to believe what they believe. And I think a big part of that is because of the media and the way that the internet has put each of us into a bubble so that, like, the news and information that I receive from my computer is different than the news and information that you receive from your computer. So I think that I'm looking at all the information and that you are looking at the same information and that we're coming to completely opposite conclusions when in reality, you're actually looking at very different information than I am. And so then your conclusion probably makes sense to you based on the information that you're given. And I think it's gonna take all of us like a bit of time to catch up to that technology and understand that we aren't all seeing the same thing, (laughs) which is like, super complicated because it was hard enough when we all saw the same world and still came to different right right yes but now we actually don't even see the same world right right because i remember doing a children's story where i'm talking to the kids and one of my friends would run in in this crazy made-up costume and do something absurd and then run out of the room And even in that experience, you would ask the kids what they saw and you would get five different interpretations. Right. Right. So even when we saw things, we didn't see them all, you know, or we didn't see them all in the same way. And now you're right. We're getting fed entirely the opposite information and drawing conclusions as if everybody is seeing the same thing. Right. And so I think for me, that's where it shifts from, oh, you and I have different views on the same topic to how could you possibly conclude that? Right. Right. Um, And I think it's, I, I mean, I think it's a result of just our society kind of moving in a pretty rough direction. You know, and this is just another example of kind of the degradation of this world, you know, which for me 
makes me want to reach even harder for a spiritual identity and a spiritual existence that is beyond the temporary trappings of this experience, you know? Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's nice to think about like these two justices as friends, despite their opposing views. And it's a completely other thing for me to try to imagine being friends and being friendly with the people in my life that have the opposing views to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause like, and I think Facebook is the worst way to, or one of the worst ways to try to develop relationships, mm-hmm. you know, but I've had like four friends in the last couple weeks where I've just said, I, I can't dance like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't share this conversation with you anymore. It's making me somebody I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to get any farther than we've gotten. And I don't like where we've gotten. Yeah. So I'm just going to stop commenting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've I've ended that part of our relationship yeah. because the scripture says to live at best you are able with all people, to love as best you are able with all people. And sometimes the best you can do is to remove yourself from the conversation. Yeah. You know, that's not the ultimate answer of communion, of being one. But sometimes that's the best you can do because to enter in makes me worse, makes me who I don't ever want to be. Yeah. You know, I often do funerals for people that I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I talk with the people who love them and get some kind of picture. And sometimes I get enough of a picture where I say, man, I really wish that I had known them. They seem like someone really cool to know. Mm -hmm. And there are times when based on the information I'm getting in life, in dealing with people, that I say just the opposite. I don't think this is somebody that I really want to get to know. I wish I had the opportunity now. I wish I was in the place and had the knowledge before to be able to go to Ginsburg and Scalia and say, how did you all do that? How did you disagree vehemently on certain issues of importance and still be friends? But I mean, isn't the answer very simple? Like, isn't that answer very easy? And just that, like, they, we all agree on most things. Like, like the like the things that we like to do and the values that we have for our families and. Like, we all agree on most things. So, like, if you just avoid those 
topics where we disagree. Like, didn't they just, like, when they went to the opera together, they just didn't talk about those things. Yeah. What did you think? Like, even the people, like, I'm thinking of, like, the the person in, like, my social media who, like, I disagree with the most. If someone looked at the two of us on paper, they would be like, aren't you guys very similar, actually? Like, you're similar in age, you're similar in upbringing, like, you have similar family values. Like, there's so many things about us that are the same, you know? For me, the things that differ are very important, and so I'm not willing to just, like, brush over them. But if I had to spend a day with her, I could do it easily simply by avoiding these topics, right? I guess. I mean, the problem is, like, when you don't want to avoid the topics because they're not just topics. Like, there are people dying or they're major health crises or they're, you know, like... Yeah, but... But, like, Scalia and Ginsburg disagreed about reproductive rights. Right. They believed... One of them believed that you were killing babies. Right. And one of them believed it was a right to choose. Right. How do you separate that out of a conversation? Well, I mean, it's easy not to talk about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's easy. There's so many other things to talk about. Like, if you're trying to actually avoid things, you can, right? I mean, look at how right. people had in common. I mean, how many people have served on the Supreme Court? Very few people, but they both did, right? Right, right. So there's, like, so much more about them that was similar. I mean, again, yeah. like, to me, that's not good enough. Like, that, to me, is just, like, brushing under the rug. But the actual act of, like, being cordial doesn't seem that hard you know right but to me there are plenty of people that i'm cordial with yeah but that's work mm -hmm. that's not friendship yeah you know i'm not friends with a lot of people that i disagree vehemently with about racism mm -hmm. about sexism um about being kind to people you know, I don't have many friends that I would consider are in those opposite categories. Yeah. I have a lot of acquaintances that I'm cordial with, mm -hmm. but they're not friends. Yeah. And I don't look forward to time that I have to spend with them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would be one thing to me if Ginsburg could sweep under the rug some of the things that she thought. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't seem to me that that's the kind of person she was. No. You know, she vehemently believed things and fought for them. Yeah. You know, it was a passion and passion's hard to hide. Yeah. You know, that's the part that I I feel like they have something that I didn't, that I don't, you know, and I would like it. Yeah. I don't want to be friends with somebody that I consider racist. Yeah. And yet I don't want to be, I don't want to hate them either. Yeah. I can't imagine being friends with them, although maybe if we had something bigger in common, but what's bigger than treating people kindly and with respect? 
Yeah, I don't really know because, I mean, I obviously don't know the nature of their friendship, but I think it's true. The things that are very important to me, I don't have friends who disagree on them because I don't want to condone those things. Right. <laughs> and so I think you're right. Like, I'm really good at being cordial with people who disagree with me, and that's also part of my work, you know? Right. But, yeah, if I was being cordial with someone and then found out that they were racist, I wouldn't pursue that friendship. Right. I would keep them at a certain distance, you know? Right. So, yeah, I I don't know. Like, did they they sit down and draw up a contract of friendship, you know? Um, These are the things that we have in common. We respect people. We love people, and we, while we are still learning and disagree on things, um, and know that we have not reached the final answer, um, we will respect, I will respect you and enjoy the person that I've come to know you to be. I don't know. I, I wouldn't do that with somebody that, was racist that would be too much work for me i mean it's fine to disagree like i disagree with many friends with many of my friends on right. all different topics right you know but i think there is a difference between disagreeing on topics and non-negotiable human rights <laughs> you know yeah and so for me like there those those points that are not just like political views, but are like non-negotiable human rights. Like I could not be friends with someone who doesn't accept them. Right. But anyone I know that's far right, abortion is a non-negotiable. Yeah. Anyone that's far right, abortion is a non-negotiable. And how can you be friends with somebody that in their mind kills babies? Right. Um, and yet, that was his stance. I know it was his stance. He voted yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, and that was not her stance. Right. And yet, they would enjoy one another and laugh together. You know, I don't like our political climate right now. Because it's so divisive, mm-hmm. you know? It's like mean and and divisive. That's the word. It's just divisive, you know? And I don't want to be divisive, but I want to be honest and true. Mm-hmm. So how do you live as best you are able at peace with all people? You can't. That's not, that's not going to happen. You're not going to be at peace with all people. Like, this world doesn't allow for that. Like, if we were in the Garden of Eden, that was possible. But that's not the world we live in. Until the first generation came. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, like, this is the material world. Like, it's, we're not going to be at peace with all people. Yeah. That's not, that's not, to me, that is not the goal. All right. Even like, though even- that's scripture that I quoted. <laughs> I mean, that's your scripture. 
I agree. I agree. And I, so I don't think that's, But, I don't think that's the goal. And I think if that's the goal we're pursuing, we're not going to win. Right. Like we're not going to reach that goal. So we need to reevaluate our right. goal. I, I just want to live. I want to keep forefront in my mind, that idea that we have more in common than we do that separates us. Mm-hmm. And I want to live by that. I want to live by that in my life. I want to live by that on Facebook. Yeah, so I think that that's true. And I think we, we can do that. Like I said, like if you put yourself up against the people that you disagree with on Facebook, you're going to have more in common than you don't. Simply because you're American and you had similar schooling, you had similar holidays, you had similar families, you had similar values, you know. And I breathe. And... Yeah. I need to feel loved and I need someone to care and right. yeah, all those things. So I think that's all true, but the, I think there is something there where you can know that you have more in common than you have different. And that yeah. doesn't mean that you have to stop fighting for the things that you have different, you know. Interesting. I think you're right that just putting out stuff that shows how you're different consistently on the internet is not the way that we're going to solve any of the problems. Right. You know? I did have a conversation with a friend that is as vehemently a Trump supporter as I am vehemently anyone but Trump supporter. And I finally, the, the conclusion we got to, because I wanted us to still be friends, was, well, if Trump wins and the liberal side of life protests and gets violent, I promise I will stand between them and you because I care about you. Um, and I said, and if Biden wins and the Trump folks come out in rebellion with their guns, please tell your friends to shoot over my head just to scare me, you know? Um, and that was about as close a positive statement as we could make. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing is just a sign that none of us are seeing clearly. Right. You know? Like my teacher always says, like, continue in your practice for connecting with God and God will show you the intelligence of how to move forward in this. You know, Say that again? So continue in your practice of connecting with God and God will give you the intelligence of how to move forward in this. So, like, if I come to a situation where I'm stumped and it doesn't make any sense to me, it's just a sign to me that I'm not connecting as much with God as I need to be. Right. Because you know? if I'm connected with God, God will give me the intelligence of how to move forward. Good. Good. And so I think, like, I, yeah, this, this doesn't make sense to me, you know. And so then that's a sign that I don't have the intelligence in my brain to figure it out. But I know the one who has the intelligence. Right, right. <laughs> And that one also puts the intelligence in everybody's well, brain. Well, good, good. Yeah, that's a great place for us to end, I think. Um, yeah. Because that's what 
that's what I think this has been for me. Hearing about their friendship has been an ideal for that I want to hold on to. I want to be able to see people who disagree with me about a lot of things still as human and still as the potential to be friends with. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be possible in every situation in my life. And that's when I have to go back to the scripture I quoted, live at peace as best you are able with all people. For some of those people, I just have to let them go, but not hate them, you know. Mm -hmm. For other people, I can keep this peek into what God wants for all of us and say, I don't know how to do that in this situation, but God does. Mm -hmm. And so I need to first work on my relationship with God so that God can reveal to me how to work on this relationship with this person. Yeah. 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 And also just like trusting that God is going to create a way forward that works for everybody. Yeah. And whatever that looks like. Right. And that I'm not the controller here. And I'm also not the one that has to be able to figure it all out. (laughs) Right. Right. I just have to figure out what my next step is. Or just like God figure it out, you know. Right. Take the, I mean, you're the one. Who, you're the one who taught me. Like sometimes you take a step and you don't know where your foot's gonna land. But that's the right. moment when you're like most trusting God. Like, I trust you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just for me. It's just like a red flag that I need to go back to my practice. Like I yep. need to double down on my practice. You know? Yep. Sounds good. So for this week, if you're challenged, as most of us are with friends that we honestly can look at and say, how can you possibly believe that? How can you possibly do that? How can you possibly vote that way? Then first turn to your practice of spirituality, because that's where we will find the next step for us in moving to where God wants us to be. For me, I've been challenged this week to not write off people based on what they believe, but to ask God to show me what we have in common. So pray for me, I'll pray for you, that God continues to reveal to you the next step that you need to become who God wants you to be. so much for listening to this episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are having such a great time making this podcast and we're really appreciating all of the feedback and input that we get from you. Please comment on the podcast post on my dad's Facebook page or send us an email at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. Thanks. See you next time.